0: Alrighty, it is Tuesday at 2 o'clock. That means it's time to speak with the Speaker of the North Carolina House, Tim Moore from Cleveland County. How are you, Mr. Speaker? Hey, I'm doing well, Pete. How are you today, sir? I am uh, doing all right. I cannot complain. So, well, actually, I do most of the time before you join us. Uh, <laughs> I kind of made a living at it. Um, so, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, these two judges up in Wake County and uh, their decision that uh, apparently the Constitution does not require the, uh, the voter ID law, despite the fact that we all voted to change the Constitution to require voter ID.
1: Yeah, absolutely uh, unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, just uh, where, where does this end? <laughs> uh, you know, the voters of this state went uh, overwhelmingly now uh, a few years ago and approved a, an amendment to our state constitution, to require that when someone goes to vote, they submit a form of, of, of ID, photo ID, preferably, but if not photo ID, some other reliable forms. Uh, we adopted uh, statutory language to conform to that based on what about 35, I think, other states do already, mm-hmm. language that's been upheld by the U.S. Supreme Court as, as appropriate and legal. And yet two judges, two Democrat judges decide, no, nah, that's not good enough declare the law unconstitutional that it is somehow racist, although it wasn't racist, although it was the bill was actually sponsored and supported by a number of African American Democratic legislators. And and it's and completely ignore the will of the majority of voters of this state. It is the it is the height of arrogance uh for for a couple of judges to do that and it is it is an absolute complete uh, uh injustice uh to for that that's happen, and so every voter who voted for that ought to be uh, ought to be agitated that, that that happened and ought to hold these folks accountable that have done this
0: i so how does this get better because i think what last week we talked about a judge a single judge right that that did a similar kind of a thing uh with the voter uh or the felon voting uh law and so how does this how do we how, how does this get stopped? Is this just oh well we got to wait for another court to step in and that other court needs to overturn this court because at some point like they're doing damage to the the judiciary but also I would argue to the society at large where like I just speaking for myself like I look at a lot of uh judges now with contempt because of the way that they so abuse uh, the the law in order to advance what seems like partisan agendas.
1: Well, and and that and and therein lies a big part of the problem. I mean, I, as well as being the Speaker of the House, I'm also a lawyer. Oh no, and yeah, I know nobody's right. <laughs>
0: well, hey, I'm so, media. We're in the same boat, really, when yeah, it comes there, to there popular
1: go, right? opinion. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, so it's uh, it's one of those things where. You, you want the courts to be non-political. You want to know that if, if, if somebody has an issue, whether somebody's in trouble with the law, whether somebody's suing over a contract, whatever it is, you want that person in the black robe to make a decision based on what the law is and on what's right. Not interjecting their partisan politics, not saying, oh, well, because this is going to benefit maybe you know because this might dem- benefit a republican or democrat they might you know, some theory to just make a decision that's just wrong and it undermines the the integrity of our nation i mean it's the thing that that separates a nation like the united states of, of america from some of these these other countries that that are, you know where when for example when one political party loses power and you know, people get thrown in prison and all this you know it separates us from those kinds of countries and when courts play politics it does a huge amount of damage to to the fabric of our nation because then people start questioning, you know, are, are the courts being fairly, uh, are they operating fairly? And that's what's happened here. I mean, you basically have judges making a political decision where they feel like that somehow voter ID is not helpful for, for Democrats, so they're going to strike it down and call it racist. It's absolutely ridiculous. And you, but you know who really ought to be offended, though, Pete, are all those voters who went out and voted for this amendment to the Constitution. These two judges have been like, yeah, I know that, you know, 10 million people were here and went and voted, but we, we know better than, um, you know, but but we know better than all you guys. I mean, it's ridiculous.
0: So um, from, uh, I guess, from an, uh, from an elective, uh, elected official standpoint, um, do these judges suffer any ramifications or are they appointments? These are Wake County Superior Court judges. I assume they stand for election, but I also assume... They're not going to be voted out because they're in Wake County.
1: Well, these judges, of course, do stand for election in that in that county, um, and there. And I think once, uh, I think actually, I believe one of them is not well. Two of them are not Wake County. The one one Republican who wrote a dissent and pointed out the fallacy of the majority's findings. Uh, but then there are um, uh, there are other. There's another judge, I think, from maybe Winston Salem, oh. and then there's a judge, I believe, from Raleigh. In there, I, I, I don't want to misstate that, but that's
0: yeah. that's
1: where that stands. But yeah, there's no, it, it's it, and there's other stuff going on with the courts that are that are that are equally as concerning. So, but you know what, we, that that's where that's where the voters need to remember this and hold them accountable. And at the end of the day, the judges who are doing this are, in fact, Democrats. Well, I don't want mean, to, I don't want to, you know. Just paint with a broad brush, but that's the reality. That that's what you have happening.
0: Well, and that I think that's important to note because when Republicans uh, put the D's and the R's back onto the ballot, they were accused by Democrats of trying to politicize the judiciary, which of course is absurd. Uh, it putting letting voters know the heuristic of you know what party affiliation a judge is doesn't politicize the judge right the decisions can politicize <laughs> the decisions uh, and so here you've got the judges acting in the very way that the Democrats were accusing republicans of of behaving and uh it is a heuristic so yeah like if I see a d next to a judge's name I'm gonna have a pretty good idea and I think you just kind of alluded to the other um the other story that we talked about a couple of days ago uh, on the show was the recusal argument that the Supreme Court justices want to recuse these uh, to Republicans off of cases to make it easier for them to strike some, uh, some laws down. I do find it interesting, ironic as well, that this law, right. Or this uh, lawsuit was brought by the Southern coalition for social justice, who has a Supreme court judge who used to be their, <laughs> their founder. Uh, will she recuse exactly. herself? Yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I i somehow I doubt it, but, but, and of course they're trying to force those Republican judges to recuse themselves, which by the way, has. That no one can ever finds ever happened. I mean they, certainly there you know judges can recuse themselves, but for uh but for a number of the judges to try to force it forcibly uh require the judges to recuse themselves this is uh, uh th- this is new territory this is something that should not be happening, but just to be very plain, I mean it is in fact democratic judges who are doing this kind of thing, so they are in fact they are in fact unfortunately politicizing the court and and they've been doing this now for a while and continue to do so and it's just it's just not right. Yeah. It's just I don't know how else to say it it's not right.
0: Um any uh any appetite for I mean I don't know what the remedy could be. I mean is this like uh impeachment of judges territories a censure uh, censure or something? Like it, what recourse is there besides vote, trying to vote them out?
1: Well, there there are there are other there are certainly recourses the legislative branch has. Uh, that that would probably just not be appropriate to discuss right now. But uh, there are certainly there are certainly things the legislative branch could do, uh, but it would require, in many cases, super majorities to do so. But mm. you know, my my hope simply is this, that that and maybe it's a naive and a foolish, hope, but I hope that when this makes it to the state Supreme Court, that on something like this, I, I hope the court will. Not be so politically partisan, and we'll do the right thing, and we'll it will acknowledge that the language of this bill on voter ID is something that has been held verbatim as constitutional by the United States Supreme Court. It's been upheld, we are not plowing any new ground here. Roughly thirty-five, thirty-six states have this already. By the way, some of which are controlled by Democrats. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, it's just, and so it doesn't mean you put this in and all of a sudden, you know, Republicans start winning the election. Yeah. That's not the case. Uh, and so it's it's just something to add a layer of election integrity. And and what have we been hearing a lot? We keep hearing calls for elections integrity. People are worried about the process. Why in the world, when we know people have, you know, are worried and concerned about it, you know, would, would folks want to get rid of some basic safeguards, like showing an ID that you're who you say you are? And, and bear in mind too, Pete, we also in this state, if, if somebody doesn't have an ID, you know, we'll give them one for free. They you know, they don't even have to pay for it. And if for some reason they still don't have one, we actually have have written it where we can take other forms of non-photo ID that that have high degrees of reliability, like a like a power bill or something. I mean, so it's 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 just a minimal thing. It's just an absolutely minimal thing to 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 ensure that the person going to vote is who they are. And, and I want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it too much, you know, take up too much time. But remember this, too. The environment that folks vote now is you have early voting that all goes, what, two to three weeks before the election. You don't even have to vote in your home precinct. So if someone's in Charlotte, let's say someone lives down in Pineville, you know, they, they could go vote uh, up in Huntersville if they wanted to during the early voting process. And so if someone goes in and claims to, you know, claims to be, you know, John Doe from, you know, Smith Street, in in uh In Pineville, the chances are the person in Hunterville is not um, is not going to know that that's not who the person is, mm-hmm. so you know all those ways just with normal voting that would try to catch fraudulent acts, those are gone because so much early voting and you can vote anywhere. So this is just one layer of minor uh, protection in place to ensure the integrity of the process. So we'll see what these Democrats do when it gets to the state Supreme Court.
0: Speaker of the House Tim Moore, we're out of time. Thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate it. Uh, any prediction on the Panther game Thursday night?
1: Panthers are going to win again. They had a great game this weekend. Enjoyed being there. It was great to see a uh, great to see a strong win. And uh, hey, they're, they're off to a great start.
0: All right, we'll see how he how his prediction fares next week when the speaker returns. I appreciate your time, sir. As always, take care. Take care. All right, that's uh, House Speaker Tim Moore. And this-